Are you ready to open up hour two with the bets? I am to a degree. If you can maybe hype up how we did last week, I can put it together. I know what game I'm picking. I just have don't have a screenshot. So all right, bet. I got you. So hey man, we had a great, great, great week last week. Uh off the top of my head, I want to say we went four and two on both six packs. We did and, two and two six packs. Uh and we went two and one. We went two and one on, on at least three. Hey, I apologize, guys. I should have took Notre Dame on that money line. I would have gave you three and zero, oh, but uh, I wanted to believe in my Georgia Bulldogs. Hey, we didn't cover that. They should have covered. They should have. They didn't. But I will tell you, I did make a bet with a friend, and um, I did make uh, money off of Georgia. So, um, hey, you know what? <laughs> I did that. Oh, sick. Because you're. Hey, here's the thing. I, I'll give you guys a little bit of advice here. You bet the numbers with the books, but you bet the money line with the people because you're going to more than likely you're going to get better value with when you pick the favorite, when you bet that money line with people. Because is the book going to oh, give always, you if they're the favorite? If they're the favorite, no doubt. Oh, you always make like Jew bet Julian. Sorry, guys. And I don't want to offend anyone. Julian Turner. Bet me his Steelers opening day. They play the 49ers. Obviously, the 49ers in my Super Bowl pick looking pretty good through four weeks. I picked – they were uh, – the Steelers were slight dogs at home. And I'm like, man, I was like, they are going to cover this two and a half. Like, I felt pretty fucking uh, confident in that. But my point being with saying this is that he was getting money if he had just bet on his team at a book. But he bet me straight up, and I'm like, well, that's even money, and they're not the 49ers aren't even money. So always bet the idiot friend that likes the favorite, or no, that that likes the dog, and you have the favorite, bet them straight up always. No matter oh. what. Don't think twice about that. Um, don't think twice about that. But yeah, we went four and two. And how did you do in Lee's three? Uh two and one. Okay. The only one that didn't hit was Georgia minus 13 and a half. Well, and of course, you know, the issue with that is, you know that Georgia has only covered one game this year? Georgia, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later when we talk some college football is, man. They are not the, they're not the number one team in the country. No, they I, aren't. They're getting the benefit of the doubt, and thank you voters for that, but as somebody who watches it, it that's not what we're seeing. And come on, man, you got to Throw that you got. I, I know Cole Clements your guy, but you got you got to throw that touchdown to DJ Moore because I'm really trying to step on Julian Turner's throat. Oh, oh! Let me tell you, I'm glad I didn't throw it in. What about that bad beat we got from the Chiefs game and Patrick Mahomes doing what he did? Cole Clement touchdown. He Bro, was hey, I- DJ Moore was obviously. I mean, I, that's what I bet. Cole Clement was second on my list. I was like. I said he gonna throw a touchdown at one of these motherfuckers. He done thrown both to this motherfucker, bro. So here's here's what I hated about what Mahomes did, man. It's not that everybody said, "Oh yeah, he made the smart play by getting by sliding." He would have went up by ten. Who cares if they get the ball back? You, you you they're not gonna they're not gonna score ten points. Get out of here. So. Call me crazy. 
There's a reason I'm not in the league. I would have got my points. I would have scored. By the way, we are ready for the picks. So whenever you want to transition into it, we can start whichever direction you want to. Gotcha. I have them screenshot and everything. Now, if it would have been – if that touchdown would have put them up by like seven or something like that or six and they're going to kick the field goal to win the game, cool, get down. But to go up ten, two-possession game, whatever, dog, whatever. You rewarded you you rewarded the Jets batters, man. You did. It was a reward, and more importantly, you played a shit game. So you, in a weird way, wanted to add to your stat. You threw one touchdown, two picks, and you could have had a rushing touchdown. I get it. You won the. I get it. You were winning the game anyways, right? But I help you out for MVP. I get down to kick a field goal or a touchdown to even have a chance at the onside kick. Like they weren't going to do it. So. Yeah, man, it was a bunch of nonsense, but hey, guys, you know what it's time for. Which one we start with? Harley Pete NFL Six Pack. I've, I've, per- I've turned into uh I see the last couple of days. It's like big brr. Like, <laughs> brr, brr, brr. That's that's how we're feeling because we we've been really kicking some ass. Obviously, the picks have been pretty good, but uh, even on a personal side, I've been whipping some really fine ass at this point. I mean, that's what has been going on. So, uh, but I see we're starting with the NFL six. So we're gonna go ahead and hop into this NFL six. We're gonna start with the early game, uh, the game I didn't bet on but went to last week. This one's gonna be at Tottenham. We got the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Buffalo Bills. And for the first time this year, we're going to do a half bet. So this one is a first half bet because it's even money. We're going to go ahead and take the Buffalo Bills first half minus three and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags are there and they're chilling, but the Bills are on a different level. They're a better team. And I think Bills Mafia is going to show up. A lot of Falcons Nation was out there. Uh the Jaguars are like London's team, low key. So, like, they really do have a fan base out there. It's kind of wild, but it is what it is. And even though they've been there and they've been chilling and they've been waiting on them, the Bills are just the better team. And honestly, three and a half, <laughs> three and a half might seem like a bit much, but even money, I think the Bills will be up for. So, give me three and a half Bills first half uh, spread. Next, we're going to go with, uh, Maybe the most interesting game of the week for the NFL. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Minnesota Vikings. Because if Minnesota loses, there's so much that we could see happening in the coming weeks with that team because now they're going to – they're not officially out of playoff contention, but this all but surely knocks them out. I mean, and Kansas City's been red hot offensively. Minnesota can score points, and that's why we're going to go ahead and take over 53. I think that's a really good bet here. Uh, Kansas City at Minnesota, I like over 53. I expect there to be points scored. I expect Kansas City to put points up, and I expect Minnesota to be able to score at home knowing that their season's on the line. Uh, next, we got a uh, a Thursday night. It's not a Thursday night game, but it's a, it's a favorite for Thanksgiving Day. I feel like I've seen this game at least three times on Thanksgiving Day in the night shift. We got the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
I don't give a fuck if Mitchell Trubisky's the quarterback. I don't give a fuck if Kenny Pickett's the quarterback. Steelers aren't a good team, and they are the worst team in that division. And I expect Baltimore to come out and put some points up on that board and they win this game. Give me Baltimore on the money line. I think Odell is going to be back this week. He's kind of overdue to have a game to begin with. I like Baltimore to get the W. Give me Baltimore Ravens money line at Pittsburgh. Next, we got the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this one's a little bit of a homer pick because I've got Jonathan Taylor on my team. He practiced this week. He said all the right things in every interview that I've looked at. Uh, I expect him to play, and I think the Colts have actually been playing pretty well, and I'm not a big fan of the Titans. I think that even though we did take the Titans to beat the Bengals last week, and they won convincingly, the Titans are Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. They are such a 500-ass team. Their defense isn't great. Their offense really isn't great. They have a great running back, and they have a very good coach. That's it. That's where the buck stops with them. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take the underdog Colts on the money line at home. They're plus 120 at home. I can't believe that, honestly – they're this big of a dog at home, and I feel like this line is going to shift by Sunday, but give me the Colts money line at home. <clears throat> Next, what's a Parley Pete six-pack without one under that is going to be sure to cash? We got the New Orleans Saints at the New England Patriots. We're going to take under 39 and a half. Derek Carr is hurt. Uh, the Patriots play fundamental football, but they don't score points, and the game should be close because they're at home. I like under 39 and a half. This one smells. It reeks at worst of 20 to 17. I mean, and that's under 39 and a half. So I like the under. I just don't see the points. I just, I don't see the points. But give me the under. And then the final game. You know that we could not go without touching the big kahuna of the week. Sunday night football, Dallas Cowboys at San Francisco 49ers. Arguably the two best defenses in the NFL. My prediction for the NFC Championship game, uh, classic rivalry, of course, of the 90s. I like the Dallas Cowboys plus three and a half. I was going to take a money line. Uh, I was going to take a money line. I I have a gut feeling that Dak Prescott has a signature game, to be completely honest with you. And I want to take the money line, but I think that the game is going to be close. So we're going to go Dallas Cowboys plus three and a half at the San Francisco 49ers. Hold on. So you want to trade me Dak Prescott when you think he's going to have a good game? I do. I do think he's going to play well. Uh, yeah. Very convincing. All right. So we got um, – I just do. I expect him to actually show up today, like or on Sunday night. All I, right. You remember, they've knocked him out of the playoff the last two years. It's time for when – when do you have your breakthrough game, man? When does it happen? Like, is this not the perfect stage to do it? You already had a shitter, a clunker, right, in Arizona. The 49ers, look, they're not going undefeated. Doesn't this feel like a game that they'll lose? If they shut down the run, doesn't it feel like a game that they'll lose where Brock Purdy maybe gets exposed a little? I like like them plus three and a half. Like I like I said, I wanted a money line, but honestly, it'll be a field goal game anyway. So I like Dallas. All right, so let's run through it. We got um, Bills first half minus three and a half. We got the Chiefs at the Vikings over fifty three. We got the Ravens on the money line. We got the Colts on the money line. We got under thirty nine and a half uh, for the Saints and the Patriots, and then we mm-hmm. got the Cowboys plus three and a half. Yes, sir. That sounds great. You like it. I love it. It's time for Parlay Pete Kelly. 
Well, let me tell you something, Cletus. I really do appreciate your introduction here. <laughs> Nonetheless, we'll get into it. Uh, SEC heavy, actually, this week uh, with the picks. Uh, future SEC slash just SEC, a lot of SEC football. Uh, we're going to start off with Oklahoma at Texas, the Red River Shootout. It'll be just that, a shootout. We're going to go ahead and take over 60 in this game. Um you know, the weird thing is that Texas hasn't scored like that. And after last year's game, B. John Robinson had a crazy fucking game against Oklahoma. And they beat them like 48 to nothing. Never seen that. Oklahoma's going to score some points. And Texas has to score some points if they're going to win. And they're the favorite. So, I like over six. Uh, next game, we got Arkansas at Ole Miss. Lee, 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 Lee. I know that uh, LSU has been a big disappointment to you and – we liked um, Ole Miss last week anyways. We took them, of course, and uh, they proved us right. And I expect them to do the same this week. We got Arkansas at Ole Miss. Give me uh, Ole Miss minus 11 and a half. Arkansas had a pretty impressive game that they played, too. They lost, from my understanding, to Texas A&M. But, like, it was a, you know. Is it 12 and a half? 11 and a half. Ole Miss minus 11 and a half. We love it. Um. Not too much I have to say about this game, except for Lane Kiffin has to be on a collision course now for Alabama, and I expect them to beat teams like Arkansas, who aren't that good but are talented, but, like, they're not that good. I expect them to cover this spread, and it seems a little high, but I like it. But uh, next, we got Colorado at uh, Arizona State. I know that everybody that's a prime watcher was has been waiting on this one. Um, I, like Ar- uh, I like Colorado to cover the minus three-and-a-half spread at Arizona. I thought they showed a lot of fight in the second half against um, USC. USC, great offense. That's why they put up the points. Not so good defense. Arizona State's a little bit worse. So uh, I expect them to go in there and cover this three and a half. Uh, So give me prime in the boys. Next, we got uh, LSU at Missouri. There's no way that LSU drops. They don't screw the pooch again, do they? Like – they don't drop to four and three or three and three or whatever the record would be. Like, there's just no way. We're going to take LSU on the money line at Missouri. Missouri uh, got ranked this week. Honestly, played Georgia tough last year, I remember. Like, they were a good team. Like, they were actually who gave Georgia the biggest run for their money last year. Their coach, well, I think Pink, Pinkle or Pickle, like whatever the coach's name, he's been there for a minute. Gary Pinkle, whatever his name is. Been a pretty good coach, like, and they get okay players, like, or whatever. But uh, LSU's more talented, so and I also just don't expect LSU to just honestly be like, man, fuck this year, like that. It's too early for them to say fuck this year. So uh, we're gonna go roll with LSU on the money line. Next, we got Notre Dame at Louisville. Louisville, newly ranked team. Notre Dame battle tested last week on the road at Duke. Good team that beat. Clemson, they beat the shit out of Clemson, but that's expected with Dabble Sweeney these days. Get the shit beat out of you by teams that are actually of quality. We expect that out of Dabble. But I like Notre Dame because they can keep their playoff hopes alive on the money line at Louisville. Louisville's not that good. Indiana low-key could have beat them uh, a couple weeks ago, and we took uh, Indiana on that spread in that game. That game came down to the wire. Notre Dame's going to beat them. Uh, I felt inclined almost to take them on the spread, but I'll just take them – Money line because the odds are so good. So Notre Dame money line at Louisville. And then our final game of the week, we got Nick Saban versus Jimbo fucking Fisher. These games are always great because of how petty 
Jimbo likes to be towards Nick. And it's weird because there's like this animosity rivalry between these people that have worked together. I mean, yeah, I know that Jimbo went to Florida State and was under Bobby Bowden for like two years before he got that job. But ultimately, he got that job because of what he did at LSU under Nick. And, you know, there's all the chatter. I love it. And Alabama kind of has to win this game themselves. And so we're going to go with Alabama to win the game. I don't think they lose two in a row on College Station. So I like to take Alabama. And they're actually, funny enough, plus one right now. But I'm going to take them on the money line. They're minus 105, so they're dog. But I like Bama to win the game. So give me Bama. I I don't think that Nick Saban's lost. Can you ever remember a time in the Nick Saban era outside of maybe his first year where in the first week of October or at any point in the season for that matter that Nick, uh, Alabama was ranked in the 20s? Because if they lose this game, they're ranked 11. They'll drop down to 20-something. Have you ever seen a Nick Saban Alabama team in the 20s? Me neither. I'll answer the question. It's a rhetorical question. Me neither, Lee. All right, so we got – OU at Texas over 60. Mm-hmm. Arkansas at Ole Miss minus 11 and a half. Ole Miss minus 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. Colorado minus three and a half at Arizona State. LSU on the money line at Mizzou. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame on the money line at Louisville. Mm-hmm. And Saban on the money line at Jimbo. Yeah, I like that. What do you think? You like it. I love it. But you know what it's time for. It's time for Lee's three. Lee's three. Lee's three. Lee's three. All right. So look here. Coming up with these picks. First one. Give me the Bills first half minus three and a half. And I'll tell you guys, when he said that pick, it, it really made me get a little tingle in my system because I would have took the Bills to cover. Like, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, for the most part, covers. <laughs> he wins games. I just – and they've just – they've looked real fucking convincing the last two weeks. I mean, the commanders don't look very good right now, but think about it. They beat them 38-3 to on the road. And then they play Miami – and Miami was the hottest team in the NFL from an offensive standpoint. They cooled that shit down, and they and they dropped forty eight on their head. Guys, that's that's hey, that's 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 nah. We need to win the Super Bowl type play. I like that. And Jacksonville isn't that good. I mean, Desmond Ritter gave them points. <laughs> like I'm not trying to be funny. They scored ten of their points. They got a field goal out of one of the picks and a pick six on the other. That game was 13 to 7, guys, in reality. And they did have a home field advantage in Jacksonville, by the way. I'm just, I mean, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> London. Funny, hey, hey, I'm sorry because we're doing this on Leeds 3, but like, funniest thing ever. Duval is like, obviously, their call, right, for the county. Uh-huh. And like, bro, to hear the London people, the Brits, they don't know what that means. You realize that, right? Like, I knew that, though. Like, they don't realize that that's the county. Duval County is the county in Jacksonville. They really didn't understand that. And, like, we're walking out of the stadium, and it's like people just saying Duval, like, in this British-ass voice. It was so crazy. But go ahead, man. Give us your next two picks. All right. So, next one. 
Give me the Ravens on the money line. I like it too much. I, I'm living and dying with the Ravens. I've seen what Pittsburgh's put out there. And whatever that spread is, for those of you listening, take the Ravens on the spread, okay? But for the sake of at least three, give me Ravens on the money line. Matt Canada fire game, yes or no? <laughs> I hope so. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and lastly, normally I wouldn't take this pick um, for the sake of trying to give you guys a nice three-team parlay with, with, with just amazing odds. But I just got to do it for the culture. Give me Nick Saban on the money line. There we go, baby. Give me Nick Saban oh, on the money oh, line. Right? Like, oh, hey, hey, Paul, we're all rolling. When we go down and see Jimbo in College Station, well, we're going to roll, roll some tide. You know what? I'm going to take me a shot at this Cabo, this Cabo Wabo uh, uh, tequila because I know when that tide gets to roll, we get back to that national championship. Nick Saban's going to take them boys. He's going to take them boys to Cabo, Cabo down there in Mexico, and they're going to drink some of that Mexican beer, and they're going to have so much fun of them Cabo Wabo hoes down there, boy. Let me say roll tide to this. Roll, roll tide. I just want to let you guys know, the way the way that this is listed here, like in the picks, I put the teams or the schools and all of them, but this specific, this specific one is Saban versus Jimbo. Yeah, please do. Please, please uh, listen that way. I listen to Saving versus Jimbo. But hey, man, that's Parlay Pete six pack. That's Lee's three. You like it. We love it. All I'm saying is, guys, if you bet all of our picks throughout the year, you've made money. You have. Oh, you've absolutely covered. If, I mean, if you've won the NFL, you made a ton. If you've bet with us, you've made money. And that's what we're here for. We're giving you free picks for your money. Hey, Parlay Pete, we're going to get into some college football. We're going to lead okay. off with Georgia not being the top dog. Give your thoughts on Georgia while I give my thoughts to the bathroom because I got a tinkle. Oh, well, that's an easy topic for me to handle, of course. Uh, Georgia hasn't looked very good. It is what it is. Um, they started the season off winning games, of course, and that's what matters, right? Winning. Winning is all that matters, but there's one thing to win, and then there's another thing to live up to expectations. And this Georgia team, even knowing what we knew at the quarterback position, there was a lot of turnover, right? Like there was turnover from the national championship team the year before. A lot of turnover. Expectations are still sky high. And I think we talked about this uh, with Kirby, and Kirby said complacency. This looks kind of like a complacent bunch. In reality, not because they're not winning the games or like thugging it out or whatever, but like they just look very complacent. Um, they haven't ran into a buzzsaw yet. They've got a tough game with Kentucky. Like people think that they're a 15 point favorite, like, but that's going to be a really tough game for them. Um, that's going to be a tough game. And I just expect them to show up. I hope finally, like for a game like this, um, I didn't put it in the picks because I just, I don't know anymore. I mean, I picked them last week and they just, they didn't do it. And this week it's, it's, it's a tougher to me, maybe even a better opponent that they're playing, but they're at home and the odds are about the same and it's just hard to do, but I I expect Georgia to come out and uh, win the football game. But at the same time, they've got to end up, you know, playing better. They've got to play better ball. 
And that's something that they haven't done this entire time. It's just been one of these, you know, merry-go-round type experiences for a team like Georgia because they're not covering spreads. They're not living up to that expectation. That complacency thing is real. And I knew that that's what Kirby was talking about before the season started. And that's exactly what it is that we've seen. Like we've seen Kirby saying he wasn't worried about a national championship winning football games. He said complacency and they look like a complacent bunch. Would you agree? Is this Paul Feinbaum on the line? No, you got Coach Kobe Smart. Hey, look here, Kirby. This is Cletus from Lumpkin County, Georgia. Hey, Cletus. I was calling for Coach Paul Feinbaum because I was really going to give him my – I really wanted his ear. Well, well, Cletus, it's still my show, and I'm still here, but we've got Coach Smart on the line, and I just wanted to, you know, let him answer the call, considering I know you're a Georgia fan. Well, look here. Look here, Paul Kirby. Look, Paul, you know I love you. Support you every week. I watch every day. Call in, call in when I can. Can you let us know what you want to say? We've got other callers. I, okay, Paul. Damn it, man. Let me talk. Hey, hey, Coach Smart, let me tell you what. Them boys are complacent. And what you talked about in, in, in your SEC press day, you were absolutely right, boy. Them boys are complacent. And I'll tell you what, Coach Smart, Kirby, Y'all aren't number one. Now, I well, think well, – well, Cletus, well, Cletus it, it, it's Coach Smart. Don't call him Kirby. Coach Smart, my apologies. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's I understand. Go ahead, Cletus. Let me tell you what, Coach Smart. Uh, these Bulldogs aren't number one. That rush defense ain't it. Uh, uh, the amount of third downs we just give up, our lack of offensive consistency. I, I tell you what, man, you should have made a call to maybe some of them rappers who like it, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs and gave Top Monkey some more money to stay at Georgia. Because I tell you what, Mark Bobo is a dodo. Well, well, Cletus, uh, we appreciate your concerns with the program, but this is what I will say. Bobo's in there every day just like I am. We're working just as hard with these guys. We're, we're, we're trying to make this team a better team. We want to make this team as good of a team as we can. And, and I understand that Dogs Nation hasn't been happy with us not beating people by 50 points. But, look, it's the SEC. Every team could be ranked this week hey, in reality. Coach, it's, it's never – it's uh, Cletus, Cletus, please, you got to let me talk. I, I, I apologize. But uh, every week is a tough week in the SEC. And I think that people continue to forget that. And, and Paul, what, what, I, I, I think that you know this. You've been covering our sport for a long time. But it looks easy because we go out there and we perform and we execute. But at the end of the day, look, those guys are competing too. They're competing too. And Cletus, look, we appreciate your support here at Dog Nation. I'm going to let Paul handle the rest of this conversation. I don't know if he's got another caller. But, Paul, what, well, Cletus, I – I think that you make a point here, and I think that uh, Coach Smart makes a great point. I think that he's telling everybody that at the end of the day, this is still the SEC regardless of what you want to say. It's still hey, Paul, SEC football. You've got to understand that, Cletus. Go ahead, Cletus. Here's the thing, Paul. Uh, and I'm in my calm voice, Paul, but when we got rid of Mark Rick, we wanted that stench off of our program. But, uh, Cletus, we're not going to talk about Mark Rick. We're not, but when we bring in – Mike Bobo back to be our offensive coordinator. And we saw how Mike Bobo had some of the best players in the country and he couldn't get them boys there. So to bring Mike, Mike Bobo back 
it, it it's just a slap in the face to Georgia football and what we've become. I'm not saying Mark Bobo's a bad coach. I don't think Mark Bobo's a bad coach. But for what Georgia is today, Mark Bobo ain't that. He can go back to Colorado State and coach under that dumb guy who, who, who tried to call out Coach Prime. Or maybe he should just go be an analyst with Nick Saban so he can learn how to coach right. Because I'll tell you what, as our offensive coordinator in Georgia – Mark Bobo's not doing that, and I root. I bleed Georgia red and black every week, Paul. But I tell you what, we're not number one in the nation. We're not gonna beat Michigan with what we're doing right now. We're not gonna beat Florida State, and I and I be damn Paul Feinbaum if Georgia Bulldogs lose to Florida State. Oh God, boy, just 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 kick. Vince Dewey's gonna roll over in his grave losing to fuck Florida State and those ACC guys. Well, Cletus, we do appreciate your call. We've got to wrap it up because we've got to go into a commercial break. But back to your point, at the end of the day, I think that Coach Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs will make you proud. And I know that Lumpkin County is looking upon the team, and I expect them to come out and show up against Kentucky. Um, We're going to go to a quick break. I appreciate you, Coach Smart, for coming on the SEC Network and the Paul Feinbaum Show. and, yeah, we'll be back after this break. I'll tell you what, man. If the viewers know how freestyle these things are. <laughs> They're so super-duper freestyle. Like, the, you throw in the Kirby. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> well, you know I had to. I had to get Kirby in there. Um, and, and what I liked about you bringing Kirby in, I can't be an angry fan because angry fan won't talk to Kirby the way they talk to Paul. Well, and you know, and I don't know how often he actually has guest spots during the season. Uh, um, pretty much every hour. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, is that these are real concerns for Georgia fans too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it is. I mean, they haven't looked very good. I think I told you when I was out in Detroit, I was with some Georgia alum, and like, uh, matter of fact, met some Georgia alum out in London too. They like, like, there's people wearing their Georgia gear. They had a Falcons hat on, but like, it was like a Georgia like top. And like I get it, it's like okay, you're from it, you're from Georgia, like you know what I mean, like like yeah, like, you're I, get not- it. I love that shit. Look, I mean, I wore my Falcons gear, but like if you looked at me, it was like there's no way there's this dude walking around by himself, and he's fucking from London, and he's just a fan. And this certainly when you talked to me, you knew I wasn't from there. So like, no, it, it just it's it's one of those things, but it's it's actually it really is something that. uh Everybody can look at and say to themselves, man, when are they going to have that game? And they just haven't done it. Like, Georgia hasn't done it. And my hope is Kentucky's been pretty good this year. They beat the shit out of fucking – by the way, Parley Pete picked last week. They beat the shit out of Florida. God, Napier. They gave Georgia a fucking game last year. It was a nasty game in Kentucky, bro. That shit was like 16-6. to six. They they play them tough. Uh, Stoops knows they're on the road, so I don't expect them to win. But that's why I didn't throw the picks in. Uh, it was minus fifteen was the spread. I don't feel comfortable touching Georgia spreads anymore. No man, and honestly, as somebody who's watched Georgia pretty much every week, man, it's it's the little things that we have done year in and year out that I'm not seeing, but at the same time. We've given the NFL so many players. Yeah. 
And then you look at the transfer portal, you look at NIL to where you can't stash great players and five stars and four stars the way you used to. Yeah. This drop off makes sense. Like it, it makes sense. Like as a fan, I'm not even mad at it. Like, yeah, do I want us to win the SEC East and get back in the playoffs? Absolutely. Do I want us to go three three in a row first time since like they took off leather helmets? Yes. <laughs> but as somebody who watches the game, I'm like, I don't think we can beat USC. Like I, our deep my defense hasn't given me enough confidence that we can beat USC. I I don't think we can go beat. Michigan right now. Yeah. I don't think we can beat Florida State. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying we won't be there when it's time to play those guys. Yeah. But, you know, if if Ole Miss's offense is cooking the way that it's cooking and we throw two picks in that game or have a stupid punt, I we'll wouldn't. Lose, be, we'll, we'll be down ten, trying to score at the end of the game, and like, all yeah. it'll be a fourth and fucking like eight, and we'll be on like our own thirty, and it'll yeah. just be like, wow, the season's really about to end this way because yeah. we don't have the offense to stay up with these guys, and our defense is a bend don't break kind of now. Like they're, you know what I mean? Like they're really giving up ass. Like it's kind of crazy. But when you see the production of the players that we've lost to the NFL, you go, well, yeah, dog. <laughs> you recruited well, but you also developed well. And, I mean, we got guys producing at a high level on Sunday as rookies, as second-year guys. They're day one stars and year two, year two stars. Like James Cook, bro. Look at him. He's having a pretty good year with Buffalo already. And last year, although drafted in the second round, he was not the lead back. Look at Justin Fields. But uh, although not the lead, I had another another guy that Kirby recruited. Like another, like yeah, he's an Ohio State dude, but he's a Georgia boy, bro. Like this was a nigga that was on that team. He was on that yeah. team too. Jake Fromm just got us to the Natty the year before, so. Brock Bowers, he went out to California and stole that motherfucker, bro, from the West Coast. Bro, he told him, I'm not leaving California without you. If 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 Kirby gets another Brock Bowers type offensive player, no matter the position, that's that's grounds to fire Lincoln Riley. <laughs> and that may sound like a hot take, <laughs> but Brock Bowers is the best college tight end we've seen in years. You know what the funny thing is, is this. Obviously, I thought Kyle Pitts. I mean, Kyle Pitts was so fucking nuts at Florida. And it was so apparent. Like, that's why when the Falcons drafted him, I wasn't even upset because I'm like, okay, we got this dominant-ass tight end. Like, I thought that we're going to have Julio. It would have been nice to have seen him play with Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones for one year. It really would have been nice to see that with Matt. It would have. It would have been nice, man. That would have been really nice to see, especially even at the end of Matt's career. It just would have been a very nice sight. But, yeah, I think even now we look at it, Brock's certainly the most accomplished. I mean, two national championships. He's already won a tight end of the year award. Um, I mean, he's been the best tight end in the nation for three years. Like, like Brock Bowers is different. 
he's different. Kyle Pitts, I didn't hear about him until his last year at Florida. I'm sure he was productive the years before, but, like, you know, he wasn't just an animal until that last year. Like, Brock Bowers has been a guy since day one. So, I think Brock Bowers has that potential to follow in that Travis Kelsey footstep in the NFL in terms of the type of player he is. Oh, that hit the ground. But, yeah, so, like, am I crazy for saying if a Brock Bowers-level skill player gets out of California again, the, the whole USC power structure gets to talk to Lincoln and say, hey, man, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, if a team like Georgia gives them, yeah. Like, like hey, we're taking like, we're fuck, fuck, private jet. UCLA, fuck him going to if he goes to Oregon, okay. Anywhere past UCLA, yeah. If he goes to SEC country, even even, even if Sark comes and gets him, no, nah, bro. Like, hey, 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 hey. That's Link. Texas. It's not that far from home. But he's Link. like, nah, I'm gonna go far away, nigga. I'm gonna, like, I'm going to Athens. Right. I don't want to be in LA. I don't want to be in LA. I'm going to Athens. And hey, Quavo showed up with Coach. <laughs> I he said, "Hey, bro, pipe up. <laughs> you want that drip, don't you?" And Brock and Brock Barrows isn't even from LA. He's from like NoCal, right? But like, it's like a. Let me see. Where? What city is he from? That's a great. Like, question. I'm gonna say Nordia or Nordica, like California. It's like some shit like that. Where is he from? I, I just know he's a California guy. I know he's a California. It's not LA though. Napa. He's, he's from Napa. He's from Napa. Yeah, so it's no. He was, to go, he was supposed to go to Stanford. Stanford. I mean, fuck. Even worst case scenario, I mean, maybe Oregon got him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody like that should have gotten him. But... Hey, you know, you know who would have got him? Jim Kirby. Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. But Kirby, Kirby's that slick talking motherfucker from the south. That comes in there, bro, and he slides in. And he just takes your bitch from a bunny. You're like, oh shit, because <laughs> he just got that tongue on him, bro. Like uh, a pause. Heavy hey, pause. hey, hey, real question for you. Yes, you think about these good recruiting coaches. I'm talking about the Kirby's, the Sabins. I ain't worried about Harbaugh. He a weirdo. How sure. comfortable would you feel with your lady around Kirby or, or Saban? In my current state, okay. Now, if I was dating an SEC Southern Bell, I'm going to be honest. I'd tell her, hey, we got stuff we got to do tonight. I know you like talking to Coach, but um, I like talking to Coach too. But, but you know what? We, we do still have stuff we have to do. And at the end of the day, I'm sure that they're busy. They've got a lot they've got to do. We got to go. If it's so, a Southern Bell, yes. But, like, uh, so, you know, it's just somebody from here. They might not know who the fuck that is. So, would, you, would you date? Would you date the Alabama alum who's working in the football ops department? The one who's hosting the recruits. So you know she's getting FaceTime with Saban. She's banging the recruits at that point. Like that girl from LSU, that wild-ass rumor that they had at the SEC championship last year. You remember that, right? Well, you, you know that? Yeah. There's like this black chick, bro, that worked at LSU – I, bro, 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 bro. I, I got, I got that story secondhand 
from somebody on the LSU staff. Again, secondhand story, so we're not breaking news here. We did talk about this actually. Now that I and, think about, it. yeah, we talked about it on the show. Yeah. Okay, and, and what training thing that they said happened? What was reported based on what I got from closer to that program was true. Now, I'm not, I, and she was a decent looking chick too. So like, and I and I have a relationship with somebody who worked with an SEC program who got into some trouble. Uh, for some of their their recruiting practices, mm-hmm. and what she told me is, why would I fuck a recruit when I can fuck the guy going to the league? And I said, questions and honest questions. And I said, I can do business with you because you see the bigger picture, and you understand money. Yes, you're not gonna you're not gonna sacrifice she's like I sacrifice my job, I sacrifice the program if I'm with the recruit. Do we what, do we like potential or do we like the sure thing? I bro, and, and when she said that, and again, like it was it, it was it was a professional conversation and we built up enough rapport we could have like like you know like real speak. I go Wow, look at that fumble. Yeah, I know. What it? Oh, the NFL, bro. And I'm just sitting here. I'm like running a muck on them like this. Well, you know, here's the crazy thing about that play: if a quarterback was running, they actually would have stopped. But they would have stopped for progress too. Typically, in that quarterback moving forward too. Yeah, no, he was. I mean, it's the right play. But yeah, no. So it, 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 it that stuff is so crazy. So yeah, Georgia's not the top dog. Uh. We watched USC play against Colorado. Uh, USC was kicking ass in the first half. And then in the second half, they got diced, sliced and diced like some Waffle House uh, hash browns. And don't you love yourself some Waffle House? How do you like yours, by the way? I just want want, uh, onions in mine, whatever that is. No covered? You don't like them covered? No. That's scattered. It's gonna be, it's Covered gonna be, cheese, scattered is. Give me some cheese. I, I I like the onions on mine, but then some salt and pepper and some ketchup. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Yes, yeah, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. So, looking at USC's, looking at USC's defense. Um, Alex Grinch does what Alex Grinch does. Um, Lincoln Riley does what Lincoln Riley does. I mean, he's running. He he's up by a bunch of points. Continue to run plays with like 15 seconds left on the play clock. Not beating the clock down. Clock clock management's terrible. It sounds like Lincoln's playing the same tune in a different city. Same song and dance, huh? I don't think Lincoln knows how to be a championship-winning head coach. Am I crazy for saying that? Um, I mean, he hadn't done it, so I don't think it's crazy. I, I think Lincoln Riley is an offensive coordinator masquerading as a head coach because all he cares about is scoring points. He doesn't care about managing managing and winning games. He's Kyle Shanahan with the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Okay. Ooh, yeah, such a touchy subject. Right? Devontae Freeman talked about it, apparently. 
he I guess maybe we could say that for later, but like um uh, no, I don't want to give him that crown. Uh I want even though you can see the comparisons, offensive genius gets close, doesn't do it. Like, I mean, it makes a ton of sense, but he's got different pedigree, at least, at a bare minimum. I mean, Kyle's dad, we both agree, should be in the Hall of Fame, and he isn't for whatever reason. Nuts. But uh, that's a Hall of Fame coach. You know, he comes from his – the sack that he came out of is Hall oh. of Fame. It's Hall of Fame sack that he comes from. And so, like, um, to me, Link – doesn't even have the pedigree because we've seen what Clemson's offense looks like. Like his brother isn't even one of them dudes. So it's like I don't know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as compare him to Kyle Shanahan. I think their situations are similar in terms of what they've done in their leagues as head men and um you know but I think that Link's in a unique situation because of the perks and the money that they offered in the program he went to. I just don't think Link's getting better as a head coach given his experiences. Okay, fair. And I know that Link is maybe more suited for the pro game, has more buzz than Kirby Smart will ever get to be a pro coach. But Link is not a professional. I mean, Link's not a good head coach. He's a really good play caller. He's really good with quarterbacks. I mean, we've seen Kyler at his best, Jalen at his best, arguably. And we've seen Caleb at his best. Well, yeah. oh, we've seen Caleb. And we've seen Baker at his best with Lincoln. Like, he brings out the best in his quarterbacks. But, hey, man, you can't let Colorado have a chance of winning. When you were up three touchdowns. Yeah, no, nah, dog, you – how does that happen? And somehow USC's ranked higher than Oregon still. That's crazy to me. That's where, like. That is nuts. But they did drop them. USC did drop. They dropped. They were, they, like, six, and now they're, like, nine. So, like, they but, dropped. But when you don't have a road game against a team that was ranked just the week before, I mean, it wasn't like. What it is is because of what Oregon did to them. Oregon beat the dog piss out of them. They demoralized them. They got up early. They came out of halftime. They said, nah. It's not over. The game nah, is nah. Basically, like, basically 60 minutes, motherfucker. Yeah, like, Dan Lanning did all that talking and whatnot at halftime, but he backed it up. He going. But Lincoln Riley and his boys, they didn't back it up after halftime. And what happened? Colorado came back and they made it a game. And Colorado covered. They covered. Uh, they covered handedly. Yeah, and then and then it opened up at twenty eight on that Saturday after the game. It was twenty eight. It finished, I think, at twenty one and a half. And even within that week, it was like twenty three and a half. They lost by seven, right? So like, yeah, they, they, lost covered, by seven. they covered, covered. Yeah, and they kicked an onside kick with offensive momentum. They get that onside kick back. Who's to say it's not going to be a tie? Now, granted, nobody gets onside kicks back. Doesn't happen, but Stinky Link was uh Stinky Link. He was stinky. Uh, we talked a little bit about this OU um Texas game, and you 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 got Texas winning it. 
I think Texas has the better team. But do we think Sark wins back-to-back big games? He beat Alabama when he wasn't supposed to. He went down to Tuscaloosa and won that game. Do you think he can win the Red River? What do they call it now? The Red River rivalry? Red River shootout. No, it's not well, that. Red River rivalry, but it used to be the Red River shootout, just like Georgia's Florida game used to be the world's largest cocktail party. Now it's like the world's largest outdoor. Outdoor. Everybody wants to be so PG these days. Uh, these fucking libs. But anyways, we don't even have to get into that asset. By the way, let me send you a video real quick. Uh, you for down and dirty, dirty. Hey, this your boy Soldier Boy Shout. Down and dirty. I got a new dance for y'all. Down and dirty. You gotta do the dirty, pool pattern, then you take your arm and pull your trigger finger. You know what I'm saying? Bobby Black, Bobby Black. Bobby. Let me get on Let me get on shoot. 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 We talked about before the show started, like us coming up in the best era. Here's two things that I think made our era the best. One being that we were too young to go to the club for the crunk era, because I don't think our like our age group, we're not fight, we're not fighters, we're not shooters, right? Like we came up at a time where we ain't in all that, bro. Y'all, bro we try to get on the women, bro. You ain't you ain't getting women fighting. <laughs> but we got like Peak Soldier Boy from yeah. high school, from high school like house parties to like the back end of his run in the club with like the pretty boy swag and, and all of that peak soldier boy. We got so, like real because I, I don't like when people talk greasy about Soldier Boy because Soldier Boy had them bangers. Man, me and Justice listened to that coming from lunch. We listened to Marco Polo by him and Bow Wow. And you forget like the space you used to be in because we're like, since Soldier Boy's part came on, it's like, and she like my Gucci bandana check. LV leather check. Keep looking, ain't no one better. Hey, Air Force Ones mixed with the new Jays. I'm stunned, then something can't Marco Polo. But like, bro, it was a different era. We lived in a different world. And, and, then, uh, and then he dropped uh, the Gucci. 07, 08, 09. Like that shit and was then he dropped, he dropped that Gucci bandana. And I remember one of my teammates um, in high school with, uh, in football, he had the 212s in the trunk. And I remember one in, in like a Honda Civic, too. I remember he pulled up to practice one day, trunk rallying with that Gucci bandana. And I'm like, Shawty, Gucci Land, bro, that's a record. That's a record. It is the like that's a record. Like it's so funny too, because if you can remember, even for our era, everybody would look at that music as trash too. Like you'd be like, it's just trash. No, it's not, bro. But like it, not, it was the turn up music at the time. But it was like, oh yeah, I get it. It's bullshit. But like, but it did its job. It like it's aged so well in comparison to like bullshit today. Like bullshit. No. Today. Bullshit, like Heat, bro. I can't. I'm. He's got some beats. There's one song, Gambles play. Like Gambles likes Heat, right? And I get it. Maybe Gambles is ahead of us. I don't know, but like, I'm not taking music advice from Gambles. But but like, I don't want to listen to Heat, bro. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want to listen to Heat. Like, I don't want to listen to that. 
Like, nah, bro. Like, like Soulja Boy had a uh, donk and her booty got swag. Her booty, right? Yeah, and even that music, bro. Like, just when you I'm think a, some of the finest, music. some of the finest twerking niggas ever received was to some Soldier Boy. Yo, changed, bro. This, Sam, bro, Sam Hartman is a baller. That's why we took Sam Howell. Sorry, Sam Howell, Sam Howell, Sam Howell, Sam Howell. He's a baller. Sam Hartman's a baller too. But Sam Wait, Howell, yeah, hold on, I'm about to see whatever you just saw. And like you'll see God, nothing. Play. Unbelievable. Like you got nothing from it, but like he, well, he got nah, he got them close. Like it's fourth down and they're gonna go for it. I have to imagine. Maybe they do kick the field goal. Nah, they go for it. They kick. I'm like, you're looking up. What are you looking up again? Uh, it was something that uh, Kansas, because I know we're getting ready to get in the culture. Kansas Owens uh, spoke at somewhere, and I'm right. it, it was on No Jumper. I wish I, I should have sent it to you when I saw it. It was on No Jumper, but it happened recently. But No Jumper posts so much, I can't find it. Yeah, keep looking for it, and I'll close that hour too. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, hour two, a little bit shorter than hour one, but hey, we're having some fun. <laughs> hey, we're having some fun. So uh, we're getting ready to go to hour three. Hour three is going to be some culture hour, a little bit of NFL preview, because I – let me just double-check my list. Let me double-check my list. Because I'm pretty sure we covered everything college that we wanted to talk about because we really only want to talk about Georgia. And – um and the USC Colorado piece. And let me check the uh what's it called? Let me check the our shared IG post to see if there's anything there. College football. No, 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 no. One last thing, the WNBA is expanding. The WNBA is expanding to um San Francisco. Uh shout out to Kelsey Plum saying, hey, we don't need to worry about expansion. We need to worry about taking care of the talent that we already have. Hey, I, and, and letting them get the share just like the NBA players. All we want is the revenue share, and it's just like, well, look, Kelsey, you make, a compelling argument. you make a compelling argument until you know how to fucking count, and you don't know how to fucking count, clearly. UW clearly didn't give you, you know, you don't even need calculus to be able to do that, right? Like, you don't need calculus. You don't need pre-cal. You don't need geometry. You need anything. You need basic math. This is the shit that you learned in elementary school. You don't make much. Wait, 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 wait. This is how much uh, this costs. This is how much this will pay. This is what's left over. There's nothing. We owe money. We're in debt. So there is no there is no fucking share. Like that's like that is the thing. There is no share. Are you saying that the NBA should just give you all money? I'd rather you really come out and just be for real because you sound like a lot of women, right? And I'm not a woman basher, by the way, guys. I'm just telling the truth. You sound like a lot of women. You should just give me money. Like, the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's basically what you're saying. The men should just give us some money. And look, they do that down the street from my house, too. They're like, you should just give me money. Nothing wrong with that. There's clearly a uh, 
enterprise. There's 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 a want. There's a need. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying. At least say that is all I'm saying. Pretty much. So yeah, that that's our two.